0: Welcome to the Cincy Postcast. I'm your host, Kevin Wallace. And before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about our friends at the Empanadas Box. The Empanadas Box is a small family-owned restaurant owned by natives of Buenos Aires, Argentina. And they have Argentine-style empanadas with 22 other globally-inspired flavors available every single day looking for a suggestion well how about the oktoberfest empanada with bratwurst from lk sausage it also has cabbage carrots onion and mustard that is only available in the month of september their empanadas are available for dine-in and carry out but the pro move here is to get a box of frozen ones to take home you can also find them in your favorite food delivery app you can check them out online at the empanadasbox.com or check the link down in the description. You can find more information there, including information on their catering options for lunches, parties, and more. And a special offer to listeners of the postcast. Well, they're offering 10% off your order at their Covington, Kentucky location. If you mention the postcast at checkout, they're at 212 West Pike Street in Covington. And I am happy to report that the staff there are incredibly nice and the Food is top-notch. If you've been listening to the Postcast, you know we've been talking these guys up well before they were a sponsor of the Postcast. So again, special thanks to the Empanadas Box, incredible folks there. And if you go to their Covington, Kentucky location, they'll get you 10% off for mentioning the Postcast. And on this episode of the postcast, well, this is a uh a bit of a wild one in part one, we are airing our grievances. Look, the supporter shield is likely to be wrapped up in the next week or so, and we thought we'd get some things off our chest, get the negativity out of our system now, not for the team, of course, but for anything and everything else surrounding the team. sort of a early festivus, if you will uh, we talk about. Of course, some St. Louis City fans online. We talk about the disrespect that this team is getting by the media, et cetera, et cetera. In part two, we do a little bit of scoreboard watching. Not a whole lot of scoreboard watching to be done anymore, but there were a couple of games being played while we were recording, and we kind of look ahead of what teams, what games FC Cincinnati should actually be paying attention to. And then finally, in part three... We look ahead to Toronto, the big matchup where a win will guarantee the supporter shield. Somebody mentions he who must not be named and has their punishment in this one. And that's going to be your postcast. Uh, Well, joining me to talk about all of that and more are two gentlemen that are as excited for this weekend as I am. I can only assume I'm joined by Grayson, I'm also joined by Chief. And uh, Chief, I don't know if, if we need a warning in this episode. You've been picking a lot of fights on the internet recently. Should I, I have the sensor button ready in case you say the scumbag word?
1: <laughs> um, well, I mean, if you ask the people that are the head of the Supporters' Shield Foundation, I probably need a sensor button. Um,
0: <laughs> no, Please I've, tell me you got in trouble from, from the principal's office that is the ISC.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I I'm I'm sure. You.
2: So, to be clear, there are multiple... I learned this today. There are multiple... <laughs> organizations so there's the isc which yep as far as i could tell dark money dark money group <laughs> right <laughs> i i tried to find their form 990s or any of their tax forms and stuff online they seem to be registered as some type of social club so not available
0: Uh, ISC, real quick, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, all of your favorite MLS supporters groups, including many of the ones here in Cincinnati, like the Pride, DI, Hangar, uh, the Brigade, are all members of the ISC, this is, or maybe not Brigade, oh, excuse me, um, (laughs) but the, uh, all of these, uh, different supporters groups, they make up the ISC, that's sort of the, um, it's kind of like that scene in like one of those pirates of the Caribbean uh, sequels, where it's like the council all of the gangs, yes, it's, it's all gonna, of the different it, pirate groups come together to loosely it agree would, to it guidelines. Would be kind of,
1: it would be kind of like if every high school in Cincinnati had a student council, and the student councils all sent one representative to a super student council that meets locally. That can have absolutely no influence of note on policy that happens, but occasionally they get together and award like a teacher of the year award or something like that.
0: What, what? Why don't we so, do that? That I sounds like a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: don't. Um, or it's like your your Greek inner fraternity council where it's like they're not all of a sudden going to let you start drinking in the dorm rooms and boozing on the streets. <laughs> but you can certainly make that suggestion on behalf of you and the rest of the members of Delta Tau Delta.
2: So I don't. So that
0: is ISC. Yes, I Grace
2: don't participate in supporters group stuff, but I do gather that like it. My feeling is it's like the Council of Ricks from Rick and Morty, <laughs> where it's different versions of the same guy. And to yes. any outsider, you're like, oh, that's all the same guy. <laughs> but they all are like, no, that guy fucking sucks.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, we should probably explain the backstory as to like what's going on right here. So the reason why—wait, wait, wait. Why wait, wait, wait,
2: wait one more thing. One more thing. Oh, oh yeah. So the there's, ISC, more, there's more dark money. ISC, dark money for sure. Supporters Shield Council, um, they are ostensibly a group that should be putting their stuff online, but they. File a nine ninety uh, 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 postcard,
3: which which you can't see, but they oh. have to. They have to certify that their revenue is under fifty thousand dollars.
1: Stay woke. I, Stay woke. The
0: numbers I've seen bandied about would suggest that it would be pretty easy to go over that threshold. But okay, so, so the reason
1: why this is all to get pull the curtain back on this episode. Yes. Um, we find ourselves on the eve of a monumental moment in FC Cincinnati history, based on how everything has lined up. The table is set that with, I believe, any victory or indeed two points between now and the end of the season. The pretty, support-
2: cl- pretty close to any point at any, any point. time of this season. <laughs> like
1: yeah, it's- Get a point. <laughs> the fc is going to be the new home of the supporters shield and so as a result of this we're all getting in cincinnati a crash course in what exactly the supporters shield is in terms of the actual physical trophy itself like there's no disputing what it means to have the most points you've had the most points you've had the best season but it If you didn't know this, the actual Supporters' Shield Trophy itself is not awarded by MLS. It is awarded by the supporters of MLS that are constituted by the Independent Supporters' Council, the ISC aforementioned, and then the Supporters' Shield Trust, which holds the rights to the Supporters' Shield Trophy and then releases it and awards it to teams For a year, it's like the Stanley Cup. There is only one Supporters shield. It was in Los Angeles. It will be transported to Cincinnati to be awarded to FC Cincinnati. And then we will pass it off eventually when we stop being the number one team in MLS, when we stop being on the top of the regular season points total in two, three, four years, whenever that happens. (laughs) Um, And... Let me tell you, they take this very seriously. And when you suggest <laughs> that perhaps the supporter shield looks like the uh, Space Force logo, they don't take too kindly to that. <laughs> <laughs> so we were we were kicking around uh, on the pre on the pre-show group thread. And before we started taping, uh, I think the plan is, is this right, Kevin, that this episode in this first segment, in order to prepare our souls To receive the supporter shield, which is interesting because it looks like a communion plate for a Catholic mass. Um, (laughs) So we're really on brand here in order to prepare our souls for the receipt of the supporter shield. We're going to get all the poison out. There's going to be an airing of grievances, the things that have made us mad um, so that when we win the shield, the episode can be fully celebratory and it can be all gas, no brakes heading into MLS Cup playoffs and beyond. Is that the plan here?
0: That is 100% the plan. Okay, so, so this I is... got an early
1: start on this by picking <laughs> a fight with fucking everybody this week
3: online. Everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, if uh, if the folks listening to the podcast aren't on the oh. website formerly known as Twitter, currently, x.com, well, you would have missed a uh, a hell of a week from chief here, but I think FC Cincinnati Twitter in general and St. Louis fans broadly uh, to sort of like set the ground stage and and, um lay out who the combatants were in this lovely online flame war uh lucho acosta's insane goal the goal that was compared to maradona's goal of the century a type of goal that is so rare that there's really only about two or three instances of anybody replicating something similar to it uh, was put up for goal of the week as it should have been along with uh free kick Along with two other goals in MLS, and one of those goals was St. Louis's defensive midfielder uh, Blom Bloom. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It doesn't matter what your
2: name is, son.
0: God, I it was, it was about really to say the doesn't. exact
2: same fucking thing.
0: <laughs> I'm going to assume it's it's Blom uh, because he is South African, and.
1: His name would be cooler if it was just Blom. If it was (laughs) Blom in all capital letters with an unnecessary umlaut over top of the O.
0: That would be cool. uh, I would respect that. It's the name of a product in a really bad sci-fi novel of like, it's just a thing. I don't want to go after Blom because this this is bigger than Blom. I, I I've got nothing against him. I just didn't investigate the player that much. So I want to be clear that I'm coming at this from a place of ignorance. Now, he had a fine goal, a the goal. type of goal you'd, yeah, see. Goal. you'd goal. see. Yeah. Yes, it was fine. It was fine. Um St. Hit Louis the back fans, of the net. Any goal hits the back of the net, that's a good goal. That's yeah lovely i do
1: have to point um, out though that it was said that it was his first goal of the season and it does kind of make him a bum that it took him 30 games to score his first goal
0: <laughs> What well,
2: well, oh, uh ob had a goal game one yeah. against houston junior moreno's yes. already
1: had a goal this season a couple a yeah. couple of bangers nick Hagland has had goals this year so yeah, don't Mascara. give me this bullshit that he was a defender
2: muscar's yeah. had goals santiago arias has had goals yeah yeah.
0: and better goals all right. of our guys have had as good if not better goals. so when you say it's
1: his first goal it's like well you know that cuts both ways
2: <laughs> right the only Neat. rationale for giving this goal of the week should have meant that retroactively ob should have gotten goal of the week right when he scored against houston or right. when he scored so. against new york red bulls
0: yes So yes, jumping ahead a little bit. uh, St. Louis fans voted for their team's goal. Because of of course, right? We would do the exact same thing. Who wouldn't vote for their team's goal? Now in the comments, there there looked to be genuine arguments that his goal was better than Acosta's because it was his first. Now I'm, yeah, insane, insane, insane. But I'm taking them as being earnest. If these were sarcastic and we missed the sarcasm, that's on us. Yep. But these look, be, these look to be genuine arguments. Then, I will tell of you, course, from, from what yeah, please. I saw online with people, the, the
2: earnest white faces <laughs> explaining at Carter uh, why Blum's goal should have been goal of the week. There was no irony or sarcasm. Right. No. It right. was fully
0: earnest. And I will have more to say, but Kevin, keep <laughs> going. I would have respected it if it was sarcastic. Would have, would have kind of enjoyed it. Well... Through a uh through, obviously, they're an expansion team doing well. So excitement is high. It's a highly engaged fan base. And then as we learned for the first week that uh Calahemo uh, Makocho. Wow, I can never get that one. Kalaheimo Makocho. Kamo Camo halo. Makocha. I this is why I always call him Camo. Mokojil. And I will not I will not move from that. Waste of cat
1: waste of cash also works in this space too.
0: Waste of Capo Halo
2: the- Makocha. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, for the first week he was on FC Cincinnati, man, our social media was exploding with excited South African uh fans. They were so hyped for this guy. Uh and then he sucked and they all went away. And fair enough. Uh but for this uh Blom feller, they appear to still like him. He's playing for a, a competitive team, so they're still following him. So there were lots of fans from South Africa who were voting him up. And and all of a sudden lucho acosta was not running away with goal of the week with what was very easily one of the greatest goals in mls history like as an objective fact certainly one of the goals of the year if not the goal of the week, <laughs> so, uh, so of course, in our attempt to uh, do right by our man, the the newly resigned captain of this team, FC uh, Cincinnati Twitter folks uh, decided to a uh, start a get out the vote campaign. Twitter folk, they, they tried a, uh, a, a get out the vote campaign. campaign. We, uh, we, we
1: mashed that caps lock button and went to work. Um. Yeah, <laughs>
0: some, some people posted it on Reddit or in various fan discords that they might have been a part of. Uh, Chief, I don't know if you have the tweet up, but do you mind <laughs> reading the, the fine folks of this podcast? What, what it was you tweeted, because the language here is very important. It, uh,
1: it does certainly have some, you know, some relevance to what this is. So um, and you have to understand this is in all caps and I'm going to read it word for word so that you can also see that there's a horrendous typo and a missing word in here.
2: All, and, and by the way, by the way, all caps tweets mean. Take me seriously, not literally. Yeah. This, this, it
1: means I am literally shouting this. I am shouting this at the top of my little piggy lungs. Attention, all FC Cincinnati fans. You absolutely cannot, this scumbag from St. Louis, win. This is a call to action. Vote, retweet. Tag all of your FCC friends on the post and tell them to vote. Do it now. Do it for our captain. And then also in all caps, hashtag all for Cincy.
0: Wow. Now, I, I noticed mean, don't you, you use feel, a certain word there. Don't you Don't you feel inspired <laughs> listening to that? I do. I. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I had already voted by the time you had tweeted that, but I really felt compelled to vote a second time. So I actually genuinely voted from the posts account, there we which go. I hadn't thought to do before. But I read your I read your tweet, and I felt the post needs to weigh in. It's time to break our journalistic neutrality here, <laughs> which you've always taken very seriously. It's
1: just- we are very serious. <laughs> Internet polls,
2: incredibly serious. Everyone uh, has a breaking point.
1: Yeah. No. So I was. I was. I was doing what I thought I needed to do for Lucho right here. I needed to make sure that, you know, we're up in the yeah. lad we're uh, we're getting shit out. We're getting the vote out on everything like that. I decided that we needed to maybe, you know, bring in some help on this one. So my next tweet was uh, <laughs> tagging the Pope at Pontifex, a fellow Argentinian Lucho Acosta needs your support. Plus, the goal was so sick, we're pretty sure it qualifies as a miracle for any candidate for sainthood who needs a dub to get over the canonization hump.
0: So <laughs> I will say,
2: I will say, so we'll deal with your other tweet shortly. <laughs> but the at Pontifex, very funny, first of all. Second of all, um, someone took that like super seriously. They're yeah. like, how desperate are you that you're tagging the Pope?
0: It's like, my man,
3: my man, I think I. I you need to retake your driving test.
1: <laughs> Look, I'm going to throw this out there. I went to Catholic I, school. I think you might I know need the a dr- guardian I know ad item. <laughs> I know the drill here. You need two miracles to get canonized as a saint. And that goal surely counts as one if we can get some proof someone was praying for intervention from some very you know holy person on I'm sure there's somebody that's on the verge of canonization that was doing something I will somewhere say that
2: the um the the foot that carried off that uh that plane yeah would not decompose no <laughs> you got put that you got you gotta take that down to saint Xavier, put it in a box and uh people can tour it you know yeah invite pilgrims
0: yeah. right
1: the first thing you do is you check for stigmata the second thing you do is check for decomposition one or the other is going to be present on lucho acosta's foot i guarantee you
0: uh well, before you be be see present or, or the other
2: not be present indeed oh,
0: yes um could sporting prowess eventually lead to sainthood i feel like there's enough like the miracle of whatever like there's a, there's enough there. I, mean, I feel like somebody's going to play their way to sainthood. I was about to
1: say that would be an all-time baller move for Franco <laughs> over in the Vatican <laughs> is if on his way out the door he canonizes the guy whose name we're not allowed to say. The first living saint. Uh,
0: if not him, I mean, Maradona, I Maradona had, I think, a complicated relationship with Rome. But so, I don't know. Um,
2: oh, yeah, Maradona did have a complicated relationship with Rome. However, um, since uh, uh, Francis is not a true pope. Oh, that's true. Um, he probably got along with Maradona.
0: Maradona. Since Francis
2: is not um, actually Catholic. <laughs> He's well, a Jesuit. That's very helpful. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> Sorry, um, I was
0: listening to some Jim Caviezel videos earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I remember correctly, and I, I'm going off the dome here, so this is not well researched. Uh, Maradona, uh, pretty far left in his politics, was a real good friend of uh, Fidel Castro, but also a devout Catholic. But yeah, so he'll get, went, along, he'll
1: get along great with the Jesuits. He, what are you talking about? He would,
0: yes. But he went <laughs> yeah, He would, he he would went to love to, Francis, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he went to uh the vatican and basically told the pope he should give all of the riches back to uh south america where they stole everything yeah where's, so, where's the line? Yeah. So <laughs> fact,
1: all right we right. we just gave maradona one miracle with that goal from from, Le- from lucho <laughs> like we can um, we can get the next one
2: <laughs> i do i do see no reason why sporting shouldn't qualify it shouldn't be right? a realm in which you can do miracles i mean i'm pretty sure one of augustine's miracles was like he uh, uh, gallivanted quite a bit and ended up without any any kinds of diseases.
0: Well, okay if that's all it takes <laughs> so, so somebody being very good at a sport should right. should certainly meet a threshold yeah. somewhere much like much <laughs> like saint
1: patrick drove all the snakes out of ireland i was attempting to drive all the scumbags off of mls twitter so
0: <laughs> so yes anyway detouring uh through uh uh the vatican here uh we we arrived back at the chief's twitter timeline here um this is probably a good time to just throw out there, and Chief, if you want me to delete this afterwards, so be it. Um, I love when people take the Queen City War Pigs as an SG account is one of my favorite things. <laughs>
1: I mean, there are we have members. I I own a scarf. Yeah, and that seen, makes at I least two of us. People
2: walk up to Chief and say, "Hey, do you have my scarf?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's got to mean something. There are rules
1: in soccer. OK, if you have a scarf, that means you are a supporters group. I don't make these rules. OK, I just follow these rules and do what everybody else does. Has someone else designed my merch and then uh, sell them so that I can buy beer for Tifo painting. Um, <laughs> yeah, scumbag. I thought, you know, I was looking for something alliterative, like St. Louis shithead was the first yeah. one that came to mind. And I was like, ah, you know. Trying to keep it a little PG so we can get some retweets. I was I was thinking to myself, what if Lucho's kids stumbled across this like in support of dad? Like I did have that moment, which is a sure sign I'm getting too old for the banter yeah, game. That's uh, good. So we went back, we deleted the curse words and I was like, ah, this is very Batman, the animated series, like talk scumbag in the Kevin Conroy voice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and apparently,
3: <laughs> that <laughs> apparently was the
0: that made wrong
3: word.
1: <laughs> apparently that made a lot of Blom's friends mad.
0: <laughs> so the entire no the the entire uh, weirdo wing of the St. Louis fandom online uh, took Chief's tweet in a direction that I I don't know how they could have done this. Uh, basically. Assumed and insinuated that the word scumbag was a top five most offensive thing someone could say on the internet. (laughs) It's the weirdest reaction I've ever seen. And then... It just it just invited the worst fans in the world into everybody's mentions. And we saw uh, some, uh, you know, the, the R word being bandied about, some casual homophobia, uh, tons Not casual of casual
2: homophobia, like straight out <laughs> like homophobia, intentional homophobia, just like. And honestly, ugh. like, if you want to call us the queer city, I'll wear that. Yeah, I don't yeah, give a that's shit. Fine. That's fine. That. I'll own that. I think that's cool. <laughs> queer I city war good. pigs
0: would be good. Merch. Queer city war pigs next year <laughs> on Pride Month. I will absolutely
1: do that scarf, Springsteen. If you're listening, let's get on this for next year.
0: <laughs> I.
2: I don't think it's offensive to call somebody queer. It just, just it's right. offensive when you mean it as an insult.
1: Yeah, very right. pejorative. Right. Yeah, it's really insult, and it's it's really insulting. And the other thing too is it's like. Are you guys familiar with the my favorite Twitter account prior to becoming like deeply enmeshed in soccer? Twitter was the best fans in baseball Twitter account where it is nothing but St. Louis Cardinals fans just tweeting the most vile shit known to mankind.
0: Well, if you want to usually at their own players. (laughs) So um,
2: we, we what I was alluding to before was like with the earnestness of like the inability of these St. Louis fans to like understand any, any type of sarcasm or hyperbole and yes. just being like, well, well it's, we just thought it was, it was unfair to take a nice young man and, and, and use a, <laughs> use a bad word at him. And it's like, that is exactly like the embodiment of St. Louis fans, except like the second
3: that you ask them like to not, to not like go to a baseball game, Enchant the name
2: of a cop that shot an unarmed black man; they will uh, fail that test. <laughs> um, and, and if you if you want to learn about uh, St. Louis fans, um, I would suggest so best fans in the land or best it's best, best, fan, best fans best fans, fans Louis. in baseball.
1: best fans in baseball the Twitter best account is best Twitter. fans St. Louis I think.
2: Um, also, just Google you know St. Louis Ferguson Deadspin. Yeah. You'll find a real, real fun selection of articles. Um and then I saw like a I saw like one of these St. Louis people who was accusing Scumbag of being a dog whistle somehow, which it's it's not, of course. Right. As far as as far as any of us know. Um call somebody like refer to like a they were they were talking about like city versus um Suburbs in St. Louis, and they use the word uppity.
0: Like, that's, there's, there's one. That's, there's a bad, one with- that's
2: a bad. That's a bad. one. You can't do. That's a. That's a. That's one of the bad words. <laughs> that's, <laughs> the bad words. that's a whistle. That's
1: like That's just <laughs> that's blowing the whistle. it's a train whistle. <laughs> <laughs> it, oh,
0: it was. A, it was man. a
1: phenomenal bummer. And this is where it's like where my airing of grievances is. Is that? Yeah. Soccer Twitter should be fun. This should be fun. We're all having a good time. They're in first place in the West. We're in first place in the East. They're calling on a bunch of weirdos from South Africa to come and vote for their man. And it's like normal
2: people from South Africa.
1: No, 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 no. I live through Joe Sue on FC Cincinnati. These people are profoundly weird that are like still super into their guy when he leaves their team and leaves their league. Like if Joe Sue had scored a goal in MLS, he would have run away with goal of the year, goal of the month, goal <laughs> of the decade, just from Corolla blasters, weirdos, getting all deep up in the mentions. No, no, don't defend these people. They are profoundly <laughs> fucking weird, but they're harmlessly weird. The St. Yes, the sure. Louis yeah. thing this week was like, Depressingly Ugh. weird. It was just. It's, it, it, was like, it was like it was like the Detroit City thing a few years back, where it was 100%. like it was fun for twenty minutes, and then the yep. weirdest people worked their way out of the woodwork, and it's like I just. This is a bummer. Yeah. It's a bummer dealing with this. It's a bummer <sighs> dealing with all of you, and it's like it's a, it's an uncomfortable acknowledgement that shit I share the same space. With a lot of right. people, I would want to walk out of a room if they walked into.
0: <laughs> it is so frustrating because what starts off as like fun just quickly is not fun and it yeah, it, it reminds me, I mean, Chief, that reminded me of a story of a friend of mine who was in uh, architecture school at UC, and he dropped out and became a philosophy major. And whenever anybody asked him, like, why the this hard sudden shift, he said he never met an architect he liked. He just didn't <laughs> want to be in that world. He didn't want to become one of them. It's like, yeah, man, I get that. Oh. That's cool. <laughs> and yeah, it's just like, I don't want to be associated with these people. Like, I'm having fun. I'm accusing their GM of being a match fixer yeah. i'm still not convinced by anything anybody has ever posted to me that he wasn't guilty of something in singapore but um yeah it gets not fun when people are like talking about yeah. your kids may have, or may have,
1: may have fucked a penguin we decided earlier this year
0: which i did not know the second penguin ended up decapitated i didn't know the end of that story So it sounds like somebody so, was trying
2: to uh Cover erase up the evidence the yep. of what yeah. happened whatever with that with that peg mouth.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
2: <laughs> um, so but also like also it's it's fun to it's fun to say stuff like within within a fan base but other fan bases and like of course of course if the roles were reversed and oh, yeah. some St. Louis player who had like a worldy goal and then yes Yuya Kubo had had like the most average goal in history and somehow found himself nominated for goal of the week. I would vote for you. Yucubo's goal of the week. Yes, of course. I would not, however, try to earnestly get into St. Louis people's mentions and try to argue (laughs) with them about why (laughs) Yucubo, because of the soft bigotry of low expectations, Deserves to be rewarded <laughs> for this mid thing, <laughs> um, and uh, and and like, and I certainly wouldn't like a week later be like right and still well, maybe, talking maybe about we'll, it. We'll, it feels like a week. It's like two days, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I certainly wouldn't be like tagging St. Louis people and being like St. Louis is gonna hate this with my little clickbait. Be like. But Alvaro Barial should be goalie of the year. Like, (laughs) I don't don't know, because, um, of course, I'm not bothered by St. Louis fans saying like Carnell should be coach of the year or that like Berkey should be MVP. Right.
0: Guys. Right. I don't know why they want to talk to us about it. Right, right. It's like they they finally had fun on the internet. They did. All of us got burned out real quick with with what they're they were up to. And now they're addicted to it. And just like we saw, we saw this with MLS right before they they found more interesting things to move on to, I guess. But like you get a lot of clicks, a lot of views if you can somehow shoehorn Cincinnati into it. And yeah. yeah, we are. We are the go lightly of MLS <laughs> fan
2: bases.
1: Perpetually
2: just anybody, online. Anybody gets a second of our attention, and they just keep showing up. They just keep yep. showing up, just begging for it. And it's like, yep. no, I've moved on. No, I just, I just want to. I just, know, go I find just my lost cat. Right.
1: this app is fun while i'm you know on the can or like work slows down i don't need my entire life to be consumed the argument doesn't need to continue beyond 15 minutes and you certainly don't need to be weird about it like just no i don't
2: need to see your boring ass little podcast with three guys sitting around a table looking at your phones being like um roman berkey um 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 seven uh clean sheets um, the last goalie <laughs> to be MVP was some guy named Mola. Mole. <laughs> that's like a sauce,
0: I think. <laughs> um, Anthony Mole. <laughs> oh, them butchering Tony Miola's name was insane. It's like clearly the soccer capital of, uh, of the United States. It was founded in TM. 2022. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and
2: like, look, we took, we, we publicly took their side on this podcast about being, uh, ceased and desisted by Kansas City.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. We do. And this yeah. is what we get. This is
2: what we get in return. This is what we get. Wow. But, yeah. um, publicly on the podcast. So only the 12 listeners knew about right.
0: that. Yeah. The uh, we were on the wrong side of history. It turns yeah, out. Yeah, it turns out. So it's Kansas done, City you know, Kansas, did nothing Kansas wrong. Kansas City should
2: have sued that team and that city into the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's not too late to refile. Um, Kansas City, Kansas City should take some of their barbecue and just dump it into whatever river flows into St. Louis, and then just taint the water supply. And,
1: just, and St. Louis just won't fix it. That <laughs>
2: they'll just be sad. They'll be
1: like, "Yeah,
2: well, we're 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 just we're just we're just you know." Shucks guys. We're just we just we 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 we're just good locker room guys. We just like to have we're just we're just you know plucky and 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 going along. The the
1: best of, like, I have still to this day have no idea who Blom is. Like, I'm not going to look at it. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. But he was somebody in my mentions did say he's Obina Wobodo with way more upside. And I just was like, I need to get off this app. Like, this is, there is no, there is no productive discussion. Was
2: it, was it a, was it a St. Louis fan? No
1: shit. It was a St. Louis fan. (laughs) No, it was, it was Tom Bogerl. Everybody knows this. Um, It's so, just it was it was just a it was a bummer and yeah the, the 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 worst part of this is that it overshadowed which was the real travesty which is that this mid goal one goal of the week <laughs> over Lucio Acosta what, what probably will win goal of the year was overshadowed by this dude who'd gone twenty nine games scoreless finding the back of the net in a top corner snapshot it's like all right cool this is okay. this is the dumb, this is the dumbest way to settle this.
3: So, um, Blom is twenty three. He okay. just moved from
2: Kaiser Chiefs to St. Louis,
0: one of the uh, biggest clubs in Africa. Also,
1: yeah. a great alt rock band about 10, 15 years ago.
0: Also true. Yeah. Uh, when when <laughs>
3: Wobulo... Ruby, their big
1: song, I think. I predict a riot. Good shit.
3: Yeah.
2: When, uh, when Wobodo was 23, he was playing in, uh, well, when he was 22, he was playing in Europa League.
1: Oh, okay. So way more upside. Way more upside.
0: It, He's yeah. already missed the upside. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: the whole world upside down this week.
0: uh while so, we are airing, yeah, oh, please go, go, go. I was gonna go. say, while we are airing grievances, um, can I, Please beg every FC Cincinnati fan to stop using this one because this is my least favorite thing that somebody says on the internet that isn't obvious. It's the rent free thing. Despise it, despise it. I despise it. Do you have any idea how much shit lives rent free in my head? This is not an insult. This is not a I'm under your skin. I I have I cannot learn new things because I know the entire floor plan of the well in Ocarina of Time, okay? It's like the not quite a temple but also kind of a temple temple in Ocarina of Time. I have the full blueprint in my brain. Everything lives rent free. So when somebody tweets at you an insult from an opposing fan base and you respond to that and they say, we live rent free one, they're not using it. Right. And two, it's so stupid. I, I have a lot of MLS in my mind when I'm discussing no, MLS. What, 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 rent, what
2: rent free means is when a St. Louis podcast posts a clip of them talking about how Roman Berkey should be MVP, which again, Sure, I don't begrudge them picking any of their players for MVP. That's what you're supposed to do. You're a fan. But what rent-free is, is when you post that clip on Twitter and you do the hashtag all for Cincy because you're trying (laughs) to get Cincinnati fans to react to it. That is what rent-free is. Rent-free isn't somebody interacted with me and I responded to them. Right. Although I usually don't respond to people. <laughs> I usually just like that pod. I took a So I took a screenshot of that podcast just to tell my followers. Not to interact with it. <laughs> um, because but the fucking for you tab.
4: <laughs> migrates you
2: that shit over. So yeah. then they responded to me. I'm like, oh, thank you for responding to me. I get to mute you now.
3: Yeah, great. <laughs>
1: also, let, let's be real. Living rent free in my head is a bad deal for you. Yeah,
0: you don't want you don't to be want to, there.
1: You don't want to be there. It's a in lot of lip. it's a lot of useless memories of going to Dave Matthews concerts. It's knowing cheat <laughs> codes for video games like you were saying, Kevin. It's it's knowing all the words to Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style album from back in the 90s. It's a, there's right. nothing good in there that's worth anything. If if there was something worth having in there, I wouldn't be hosting a podcast with 12 listeners. I'd be making real money somewhere.
3: <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> um,
2: uh, so so um, speaking of uh, my, my something I want to bitch about, please, um, the emerging narrative. That Bradley Carnell should be coach of the year Ugh. instead of Pat Noonan. Yeah, fuck this. Um, what can Pat Noonan fucking do? By the way, I think he's getting <laughs> coach of the year. OK, but like, what is he supposed to do to get coach of the year? Last year, he took a team that every fucking
3: MLS pundit said was years from competing. And they, like, I think they were full of shit and didn't
2: know what they were talking about. Right. Because they're just insiders. They're not, like, skilled analysts. But However, ev- the consensus among everybody who's paid in other than Empanada's gift cards <laughs> to comment... On delicious, delicious Empanadas gift card (laughs) (laughs) was saying that this team was years from being even competitive. People were picking us for the wooden spoon last year. And Noonan took a team that was not only competitive,
3: but gave St. Louis, not St. Louis, fuck, goddamn, Philly, yes, all that they could handle
2: in the Eastern conference semifinals. And I would say was, you know, top five team in MLS by the end of the season.
3: Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Um, but the, uh, the finalists were just like the top three in the supporter shield standings. Wow. And, yeah. and two, of those, that. two of those were people who had just taken teams that were like really good. Uh, Jim Curtin and Steve Cherundolo, and just kept them really good. And like Jim Curtin won one coach of the year. And he took Philly, which was had been one of the best teams in MLS for the last like five years, and just kept them one of the best teams in MLS, and
0: didn't win anything. Didn't but win. And didn't win it.
1: Isn't this? <laughs> wasn't this supposed to be the thing when we hired Pat Noonan? That oh, finally the MLS intelligentsia will start to respect our organization because Pat Noonan is one of them, and. If nothing else, they will have to, even if Pat Noonan did a, a mediocre job, which, to be fair, he has done an incredible job. Yeah, but even yes. if he's done a mediocre job, they would still want to pump his tires a little bit at, oh, look, they, uh, the the mistake that Jeff Birding and the organization made was they should have hired someone like this all along. And how dare you not give opportunities to people who know MLS and who know ball <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to borrow a phrase um, that I saw a lot of this week talking about goals. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so like, then, and we're uh, not
1: getting that even. We're not even getting the the, you know, oh, you hired one of our friends to 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 manage. We're not even getting that benefit of the fucking doubt here.
0: Ugh. And
2: so then last year it's like fine. Okay. The supporter shield t- points tying coaches get to be <laughs> one and two. Fair. This year, uh Pat Noonan runs away with the supporter shield. Yeah. And now everybody's like, well, you got to look at like what Bradley Carnell has done
0: Ugh. because everybody how much else he's
2: gets beaten expectations.
0: <laughs> and like, yeah, like
2: he might have started at like zero, although he has, although this team has been together, let's be real for two years. Right. they Basically have this team in MLS next pro last year. Right. Um, but Pat Noonan was like starting below zero last year. Yeah. And then um, and then now when he runs with the supporter shield, apparently no longer do we care. Like what, what's the rationale that like the talent on FC Cincinnati is like so overwhelming versus the rest of the league <laughs> right. that 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 we should just overlook that. Like, oh, anybody <laughs> could have won supporter shield with FC Cincinnati. Have we already gotten there? Are we already (laughs) at a point where FC Cincinnati is such a juggernaut that any coach? That's such a hell
1: of a point that like where St. Louis started this year is a better position than Pat Noonan started because Pat Noonan started with dead weight. He couldn't get rid of zero would have been an improvement if you would have offered Pat Noonan a blank slate coming to FC with the full battery of resources that you would have from having no gam tied up in anyone, no long-term contracts tied up in anyone. I'll bet he would have taken that deal, even if it meant losing Lucho Acosta, the MVP this year. He probably would have launched the entire roster when he took over.
0: Here's a good example of that. Kenneth Vermeer was on the 2023 FC Cincinnati team. <laughs> think Ver, about that. Is Kenneth Vermeer gonna get a get like a credit for a supportive shield. <laughs> I don't know how many games you have to be here, but I think he was here for at least ten, and that feels like a good threshold. <laughs> Jesus. So, um, and then,
2: and then there is the and then you know the the St. Louis people are pushing Berkey for MVP, and I've seen MLS pundits pushing Berkey for MVP, and I'm sorry, if your goalie is an MVP candidate,
0: that, the is a, the team that is a
2: detract, that detracts from the coaches, the coaches, coach of the year <laughs> argument. Right. And that's, that's all on the executive that signed him. And I'm pretty sure that Berkey was signed to St. Louis before Carnell was. See, yeah, see, he was. Berkey was like one of the first players that, that fanage deal. Roman Berkey played in MLS next pro last year. <laughs> the other and, thing too, like making, oh, a go, making a
1: goalkeeper MVP, they have to be, it would be like making a kicker, the MVP of the NFL. I'm not opposed to the idea in theory, and I can come up with an idea in my head as to why you would do this, but they had better be absolutely annihilating every stat that they keep for their position at a historic level. In order to win the award. And And who
2: has more shutouts than Roman Berkey? Uh, Is his name Roman Salentano? It is. Would that
1: (laughs) same person also have uh, more wins than Roman Berkey? Yes, sir. Yes. Would that person also have uh, fewer goals allowed total than Roman Berkey? I'll take your word for it. That's absolutely correct. That Uh, is also (laughs) true. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. More clean sheets, fewer goals allowed, more wins. I'm sorry. You can cite me every advanced metric you want about why Roman Berkey is a better goalkeeper than Roman Celentano, and I will buy it. Sure, whatever. I love it. But an, a, if Analyst. I make
2: like a colorable argument that Roman Celentano has had a better season then than that Roman dude Berkey, shouldn't
3: win MVP. then he's
2: <laughs>
3: not win <booking> MVP. <laughs> right? Like,
1: you better be better than every other goalkeeper on the basic metrics, the advanced metrics, the metric system, a metric ton. I don't give a fuck. Everything <laughs> needs to be better if you're going to make this guy MVP. And it's
0: not. Yeah, and, like, there have been more heroic performances, performances where the goalkeeper truly was the standout, and they never gave it. Like, yeah. Matt Turner in New England, uh, Andre Blake in Philadelphia have had more impactful seasons. And, yeah, like, I don't know, it takes away from it that he's, like, a DP as well. Like, again, like, DP should be graded on a curve. Like, a D, he is probably the only DP goalkeeper in the league. I don't think he's a DP. He's not. I think he's Max Cam. Okay. Okay. But regardless, he's the highest paid goalkeeper. I feel pretty confident saying that.
2: I think that that's right. Yes.
0: So if you're going to grade on a curve (coughs) there, I think that's worth taking into consideration as well. So anyway, I I don't
2: think he's the real,
3: um, I don't think he's the real, uh, uh, um threat competition for Lucho
2: anyway. Yeah. It just bothers me yeah. people
1: are saying it out loud. Like that's uh, where my air, my grievance would be here.
2: Yeah, I I I it bothers me when like MLS pundits saying it say it out loud and I understand that it's really because they just
0: Need content. Need content
2: <laughs> and they need to like yeah. act like other people um are you know, um in the in the running. But like what bothers me is when Taylor Twellman calls an LAFC game and he says I would be shocked if uh Bawanga right is not MVP.
0: Ugh. And it's like, my God, man. <laughs> You'd be like, shocked. He's not top three. <laughs> right <laughs> be like is making an argument for MVP like that's fine but yeah to be shocked he wouldn't win and I want to go back to the Pat Noonan point for just a moment because I do feel like like, yeah, the wins and the, the season overall in the top line is great, but, like, he managed the sale of Brenner and the introduction of Bupenza flawlessly. Like, this team did not miss a step in what would normally sink an MLS team. That most MLS teams have punted entire seasons for making transitions this like this. This team won
2: a game 3 nothing with uh, Ray Gaddis, Alvis Powell... And Ian Murphy starting as a three man <laughs> center
0: back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell me again why Roman Celentano just had an incredible defense in front of him the whole time. That incredible defense mainly consists of Nick Haglund, a youngster coming off of two devastating injuries on loan in Mosquera, and Ian Murphy, a recent college grad who has somehow played his way into the conversation where people don't it even has notice. He's been really good lately, yeah. right? <laughs> really good. good. He blends right into Shockingly this team. Shockingly
2: good with the ball at his feet, too.
0: It's, 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 a, everybody said we overpaid Virginia Moreno. Now he just looks like a stalwart on this Now team. he's a bargain. Like, yeah arias who again was a gamble for this coaching staff and i don't know how much credit you want to give you know the management of an injury and injury history to the coaching staff but managed his minutes very well introduced you know the right backups and kept this team afloat to the point now where arias is an 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 important member of the offense as much as the defense like there's so much going on
2: converted winger uh, Barriel's this, conversion. Like a, year a, half, a year and a half ago, there was no, <sighs> there was no like even thought in his head probably yeah. that he would be playing as an outside back. Yeah, look much at Barryel being yeah. a fucking all star. <laughs> yeah, outside Bar- back.
1: You go back to before Pat Noonan started. Alvaro Barriel was a winger that you know wasn't that wasn't playing his current position. Brandon Vasquez couldn't get minutes on this team. He's now you know positioned himself. For a major sale to Europe. Brenner was an underperforming striker who they have gotten back right, sold, bought a replacement with no drop off whatsoever in production on the offense. Like the list goes on and on of shit that we every accomplishment that Noonan and Albright have made and Noonan specifically for this that Newton has made on this team has been so good in escalation that we are like forgetting the steps along the way that yes. led us to this point. And it's like, we're underselling Pat Noonan because look the at, team is so, is so, is so ruthlessly efficient that things we're taking how, for granted are major. Uh,
2: look at how Yuya Kubo has salvaged himself yes. as an offensive player. Right? Like we it, thought that like, like he was, he was shuffled to the back by Yopstam and he still, you know, he still plays, you know, back in like that kind of eight position, yeah. When we need him to, but like lately, in a number of important games, he's been a key contributor offensively in a way that he hadn't been. Uh, it and like like this was a guy who like was on the verge of having his career ruined by yeah. mismanagement.
0: Yeah. Brenner was in line to being one of the biggest busts in MLS history, and Noonan and company was able to turn that into a break-even situation. Just incredible. Like These are the kinds of things that ought to be rewarded, and if Noonan had won Coach of the Year last year, I'm not sure I'd be as adamant he needs to win it this year, but for the accomplishment of last year, and how much this has been a non-race. I think somebody said we haven't been outside of first place since like week thirteen. I think it was. Yeah, and haven't even then been it, below second since like week five. Five. Yeah, yeah. It's like it hasn't been close, man. You look at the rest of the standings. Like there was a point in time where Nashville was pushing pushing us, and then it was uh new england and then it was columbus and then it was philly and then it was orlando and you see it out west as well seattle was left for dead now they're gonna finish third it, it, the the rest of the season for everybody else has had wild swings since that has been constant just a steady first place not that we had a dip and have come back up or anything like that it's been incredibly impressive and, and yeah and, i i don't know what else he needs to do and look if, if he doesn't win this year then there's
2: like literally no scenario. Right. So does he, what does he do as coaches a yeah. as coach of the year? What does he do like, as a
1: follow up act next year? But, like,
2: <laughs> it, but you can't. But there's no like people have said such hyperbolically negative things about our team. Yeah, that um, they've boxed them. They've boxed themselves in a corner that I felt like last year. The only way to make any of the stuff that they had said true was to give Pat Noonan coach of the year. Um, and obviously that didn't happen, but you can't like, this is, if we win the shield this year and we're going to win the shield this year, this is tied for the fastest turnaround from spoon to shield in MLS history. And I'm not Damn. going to say the team that we're tied with for that, for that fastest turnaround from spoon <laughs> to shield. Um, it's not, it's not, it's not relevant yeah. Um, I'm not I'm just not gonna gonna say <laughs> it um, but but also like it also also like make kind of make, makes me annoyed that like people in the MLS like media and the athletic and all those places they love talking about like how shitty our start to MLS was yeah And like first of all I would reiterate my comment in the last episode If you don't make the playoffs, same as the same as the wooden spoon, wasted season. Right. Yep. We are. We are um, on the verge of being like the third fastest expansion team to the supporter shield. After um, LEFC got it their second year. Which very was, impressive. by the way, their sixth year yeah. after being announced as a team. And if you want to be a troll, you could just say, "Well, they were just Chivas because they used the Chivas uh, exp- they used the Chivas, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh franchise, uh, right?" So <laughs> right. Um, and and then uh, Miami Fusion got it in year four. Yeah, um, which is
0: a very different era when yeah, MLS more, had like ten more than twenty tapes. years yeah. ago. Yeah. So like
2: this is extraordinarily fast. Um, For this team to get Supporter Shield and like teams that are viewed as like big franchises in the league, like NYCFC, like Toronto. um, Did not get any kind of trophy. By their fifth season. Um, Yep. uh, Orlando. uh, Did not even make the playoffs until let's see one, two, three until their sixth season and didn't get it and still don't have a MLS cup or supporter shield. Uh, hmm. the revs didn't get any kind of MLS trophy until like two years ago. And they were like an original yeah, MLS franchise. Right. Made a bunch of finals, but never won them. Yeah. And so like, and like, you know, Columbus didn't get a trophy until their seventh season of any kind. And that was the open cup. Didn't get, a uh, you know MLS trophy until several years later Um I don't think anybody is going to give us like appropriate respect for how yeah. quickly like Atlanta has not won Supporter Shield like Atlanta yeah. Atlanta was a team that that has come into the league and yes they've won they've won stuff um, and they're viewed as like a top franchise they've not won the Supporter Shield
0: you know Um, They haven't won anything
2: in three years either. I think like only like half the teams in MLS have won the Supporter Shield.
1: There's been a lot of repeat winners, so it kind of limits the number of times.
2: So I guess what what I'm saying is like. There was there was a lot of people got a lot of joy leading into shitting all over this team, shitting on Jeff Birding, shitting on the franchise. Carl Linder. You know, yeah. Carl Lindner taking shots, um, and I haven't seen a single person outside of this fan base appreciate what has been done in the proper context at this point in the franchise's history. Now, like, again, gonna- again, LaFC was announced as a franchise in 2014. They entered in 2018, <laughs> and they got the shield in 2019. Right, if you. If you go back to if you say like we were announced as a as a franchise in 2018, we got to the shield as fast as LAFC did.
1: Or If you want to put it in an even wilder context, and this will be a lot of fun as sort of like to talk about a lot of this stuff after we win. But like this club went in eight years from not existing (laughs) to winning the USL equivalent of the supporter shield, going to MLS and winning MLS supporter shield. <laughs> and oh, along the way, paying a $350 million, whatever it is, franchise fee, spending another $300 I think it was million,
2: $150 plus another $200 something for this. When stadium. you reach Alderon,
1: Yeah. <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> sure. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Paying an MLS franchise fee, building a stadium, building the Mercy Health Training Center, wi- uh, turning the entire team around, winning a supporter shield. Like, at some point, there's going to have to be a real discussion about, yeah, were the downs really, really far down on that road? But sure, you reached a destination that's pretty damn good. That I think there's a lot of teams in MLS that if you gave them the FC Cincinnati deal on an eight year plan, they would sign up for it, no hesitation.
2: Well, here's a question, right? And we'll have, let's, let's table this like, full discussion for a later episode.
1: Alright, because yeah. I got a, I got another I got another grievance to air. And that's at the yeah, support. Yeah.
2: But hold on, hold on. Okay. I just wanna I just want to like preview the discussion yeah. that I guess we, we should have in more full in a later episode. Um there's like you know there's like the uh uh Florida Marlins model where you the suck for a few years, you win a yeah. World Series, <laughs> you dismantle the team, you suck for a while, you win a world series, you know? Um but like in in and, and I would combine that with the saying that they came into the league with ambition. And they like I think I think this is a birding saying, but I may be wrong. That they were trying to fly the rocket ship while they were building it. Yeah. I do wonder. And this is a. going to take a much longer time frame to prove this out. If they did ultimately build the rocket ship, you know. And like, yeah, you can flounder with mediocrity and not win a supporter shield. Sure. But if you ultimately do get it right. And you're good in the long term in the long term who gives a shit if how many how many shields you won in the first couple of years right you know
1: well it, it goes back to to this idea that like you're you'll get online or you'll go anywhere and you'll get hit with like three wooden spoons which is incorrect as also, we've only talked about, two only two we've talked about this before and it's like my brother in christ i don't give a shit how many wooden spoons we won if you win supporter shield. We've got three (laughs) wooden spoons. Sure, how many supporter shields you got? Is that none? Then fuck you. You're no longer a part of this conversation anymore. Yeah, (laughs)
0: also like once we win a trophy, like again, I don't care about the wooden spoon thing. But it has to go away like nobody throws wooden spoons at, you know, D.C. or L.A. Galaxy or, you or know, other Jose. teams. Right. Or other teams that have won these uh, this award before. Like we will have real hardware now. So you like and bring it up if you want. But you're you're now the weirdo. Can, can we like, talk about
1: that real hardware for a second?
0: Yeah. Please, please go on with your grievance here. Dig dig your hole deeper with the ISC.
1: (laughs) I'm very excited for what's going to happen hopefully on Saturday when we win the first trophy in FC Cincinnati history over the moon.
0: In MLS. In MLS. In MLS, MLS. MLS, sorry. In FC Cincinnati MLS. By the way, the only as far as I know,
2: the only independent, and by independent I mean not like a two team at the time for an MLS team. Yeah, The only independent team to win a trophy, to win a regular season championship in a lower league and an MLS is Seattle Sounders. Yes. So hopefully, barring <laughs> the world <worst>. historic
0: catastrophe,
2: <laughs> we are going to join a very rarefied group.
0: Yes. So you win the, right, you, win the
1: you win the supporters okay. sword in USL for winning the points total. We have the sword here in Cincinnati. It's hopefully uh, gonna make an appearance here very shortly. I can't get over that. I wish the supporters shield didn't look the way it did. And I'm gonna be very excited (laughs) to win it. It's just as far as trophies go, it's just really mid. And I'm trying to get myself hyped up about the actual trophy itself. But it sucks, man. I'm sorry. I I gotta. I
2: like it. I it, think it looks fine.
1: No, no, don't take that side. Oh, your fucking just,
2: sister Wendy over here.
1: Whatever. <laughs> just now, it's no. Look, you look at this thing. It's like it's designed. Like first off, the whole plate resembles a shitty clip art soccer ball. I think. Right. And then on top of the etched shitty soccer ball, they have a ring where they. I guess they're engraving the names yep. of the teams that win it. And then on top of that, they've got what looks like either the Pontiac logo or the Space Force logo with Supporters Shield MLS Soccer. And there it's are so what many. What
2: The trophy used to look like. Well,
1: that trophy looked like ass, too. And they shouldn't be honoring I, it, that on there. I don't care.
2: What? It's what the trophy used to look like.
1: It's, it's not functional as a shield. It looks like you wouldn't be able to deflect anything with it. It doesn't have a plus at the end of it, which means it's not good loot. You would let's common loot. Um,
2: Uh, Speaking of functional as a shield, I want to just. So when Philly won the shield in 2020. Oh, yeah. The actual supporter shield had not made its way to Philadelphia yet.
1: Because the ISC was refusing to award it. Because well, they, right. they thought right. they thought that they were these great gatekeepers of the trophy. It's not
2: the ISC. It's the Supporter Shield Council. Well, see, separate it's,
0: for some reason, is a different it's group. Fucking, but whatever. It's, it's a
1: Spider-Man meme is what it is.
0: Yeah. So um, so
2: so the actual Supporter Shield was not in Philadelphia. And so what they did was somebody took a like Captain America shield, like a toy <laughs> Captain America shield and made a replica of the Supporter Shield. And that's what they celebrated with. Which is pretty funny.
1: I think we did the same thing in USL. I think we had a fake supporters shield that was making its way around oh, really? uh, at <laughs> that's bars and stuff like, I that. like that. I think Chris White did that, if I remember correctly. I like now, that. All right, so you can't chug a beer out of it. You can pour you can a beer out a beer. You can you pour a can beer sip, and sip That's it. nobody sips a beer in celebration.
2: <laughs> um, uh, it's like a it's like a ritual, right? You yeah, pass yeah. it around. The,
0: you bathe in it you bathe at, in the, pon, at Pontifex. At pontifex.
1: <laughs> it looks like it looks like a communion plate is what it looks like. Why isn't Pablo Mauer upset about this? This is the religious kind of religious iconography that he should be fucking furious about. Yeah,
2: Someone tag Pablo Mauer and ask him. I'm, I'm just kidding. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't do that. Hashtag
1: one bread, one body. Let's see if we can get this going on right here.
2: Um. So
1: I have a thought. And I was going to share it until I was sternly he rebuked will
2: by. He raise you up on
1: Gary's <laughs> wings. <laughs> Bear you on the breath of Blom.
0: <laughs> we We read the Bible in a previous episode. This is somehow a more religious version <laughs> of the podcast. Because <laughs> well, this, is, this is the real, this is the
2: true church. <laughs> the Roman Catholic Church. I, oh, I, had this,
1: I had this i take a while ago back when fc cincinnati was in its infancy as far as supporters went that if you really want to get the entire bailey singing in this city that you base all your songs on catholic hymns
3: yeah we'll do that <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> catholic bangers only taste and yeah, see is... we can make that into something <laughs> um
2: FC, so here's my thought cincinnati see <laughs> <MFC, Cincy>. see <laughs> just sad long hymns. Yeah. i mean, hymns. <laughs> I mean that, that, ch- that would be like the the you yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, shala show-
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, my thought
1: was, and I was going to put this out
2: there. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: in the 1990s, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin famously took the WWE championship belt and threw it off a bridge because they wanted to retire a title and introduce a new look, more modern looking belt. I think what we should do is we should take (laughs) the supporter shield and we should chuck it in the river and debut (laughs) and debut a new trophy. Like, get something better, something that you can yug a beer out of. Um, I'm open to suggestions on what that looks like, but I think that the Supporters' Shield, it was designed by MLS 1.0. It is a relic of MLS 1.0. So it
2: was, and not, new- it was not designed by MLS 1.0. 1.0 fan it was bases.
1: It designed by fan bases. Okay, the MLS 1.0 fan bases, the people who needed to be bailed out by places like Philadelphia, and Atlanta, the current
2: version Nashville, was, was Cincinnati, by like MLS like two
0: I don't. Oh, so the design has changed, though. Yeah, so it, it t- used yeah. to be a trophy, right? We now it's precedent. a. Plate. Right.
1: Now we can, and then it can be something functional after we throw this one in the river.
2: Sure, it should be a supporter's like keg. It.
1: Yes, or a supporter's boot, a Das boot.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah, a championship belt.
1: A championship the belt would be lit. You can't drink out of a championship belt so it does violate one of my rules. Um
0: you could get creative with whatever else is on the belt there, but yeah. yeah. The only
1: thing this is good for in its current state would be placing an extremely large three-way plate that's just slightly <laughs> smaller than the supporter shield and then you That is take- what should happen. And- and then you take the plate of Skyline and then remove it from that plate and dump it on the supporter shield to use the bigger <laughs> plate, as you always should when ordering a Skyline three way.
3: The and then everybody, oh, everybody so can take
1: for take their fork and they can cut and scoop and eat their Skyline properly. So the supporters groups
2: that are part of the ISC. So the pride DI. Uh, Hanger. 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 Is that it? That's it. Uh. The bridge, okay. not no, no, not, just no. just
1: Pride Hanger and Di are the okay, only. Okay, so
2: not not the brigade. No, um, not Norden. Not Norden. Um, not the post. Not the post. <laughs>
1: not the Queen City War Pigs.
2: <laughs> no, we're, boy- the we're still boycotting. So the three. <laughs> so the three groups should just sit around the plate, and share a three-way out of the shield
1: or it can be like a ceremonial thing. Like the pride can bring the noodles and dump it on. DI yes. can bring oh, the chili oh, and yes, ladle the chili this. onto it. And then Hanger can bring the shredded the block of cheese and dump the cheese on. Yes. And then everybody can take their fork in and we can have a big old mouthful of skyline.
2: Yep. That's exactly how we
0: should do it. And
1: then throw the trophy in the river.
0: That's part. Ne- that's negotiable. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> throw it in the trash at the Clifton skyline. <laughs> 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 just just you know, gonna just take it leave the it on rest. the bench like
1: the civil conflict trophy after Yukon <laughs> <UConn>, Florida <laughs> or uh, central Florida
0: <laughs> can i air oh, another grievance God.
1: before we get out of the segment
0: i mean what's stopping us all right
1: so as we're recording this tonight your us open cup champions are the houston dynamo
0: wait that's yeah that is that is part that part is literally two. what are we're going to part two yeah, yeah.
1: No, we're going to do it right. Can... I have a grievance about this, though. Do I have to save it?
0: Save it. Save it just ah. because we've got an hour in part one. All right, all right.
1: <laughs> Further grievances. Anyone else have grievances to air? I have so many more, but mm. we're already an hour in on this. I think I'm good. All right. right. Do, are are, are our to... souls cleansed, and are we ready to receive the shield with a, with a clean soul and a clean conscience?
0: I think we are. Bless I think me, that Gary, was good. for I have sinned. We got we got it off of us. We're washing our hands of of St. Louis and it's it's on on to Toronto. So part two, we'll do a little scoreboard watching part three. Oh, we will one, actually one, be on I to got Toronto. One more grievance. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. I'm doing the recap. All right. Sorry. <laughs> the whole thing,
2: the whole thing where it's like, oh, Pat Noonan's from St. Louis. No one gives a shit. No one cares. Yeah, de- I'm not banging so it. it. I, don't care, I don't care where somebody's from. That we got, wasn't we got people, the argument. We got people from all over the place.
0: Yeah. That was never the argument. It was never that people from St. Louis are inferior. Also, Blum, not from St. Louis. So what are you trying to get the at? The argument this? is
2: people currently on St. Louis. If they came to us, they would no longer be scumbags.
0: Yes. Right. We've we've discussed this. Right. If the teams got up and traded jerseys, I would suddenly be no, mom's I, biggest defender. I had this
1: debate with somebody <laughs> at work about like we are talking about Buccaneers legend Baker Mayfield, and she said yeah. I can never support Baker Mayfield. He was a Cleveland Brown, and I said no. Uh, no
2: he was if the Cleveland Brown. Played for the Bengals. I would support them. No,
1: but I said he was. He was drafted by the Cleveland Browns. He didn't have a choice in the matter. Once right. he had the opportunity to go elsewhere, he went elsewhere. The true scumbag is Ben Roethlisberger who was drafted by a scumbag franchise and then re-signed with the scumbag franchise when he could have chosen to go elsewhere. Once you unknowingly associate yourself with the scumbags, you then take on the characteristics of a scumbag. It's like the old saying, if there's like, if there's five Nazis and one person in a room, there's really six Nazis in a room because you're not choosing to associate with the Nazi. Not saying people from St. Louis are Nazis. Don't get over your skis on or this. Or
2: people from Canada who happened to fight for the Nazis in World War II.
1: Or your, gr- or your grandfather that doesn't like to talk about what he did during World War II in your very German West Side family. We all understand it. It's okay. Um, or,
2: or why there's a Brazilian guy who plays for St. Louis whose last name is Klaus. We're not looking at this. No, we're, we're
1: just not, talking scumbags. Scumbags yeah, only. It. But if there are five scumbags and a nice guy in the room, you become the scum. There's six scumbags in the room. Pat Noonan. He left St. Louis, he is now in Cincinnati. Scumbag status, revoked.
0: Yeah, you're good, you're good.
2: Also, never played for or worked for a St. Louis team.
0: Yeah. After high school. (laughs) All right, let's get over to part two and then we'll do to part three and then whatever. All right, let's get out. This episode is also brought to you by Sensi Shirts. Look, you know Sensi Shirts. You love Sensi Shirts. They've been with FCC from the beginning, and we here at the Postcast with we're just huge fans of their work. They were very early sponsors of the Postcast here, and we have. Always enjoyed their work. If you head on over to SensiShirts.com—that's Sensi with a Y Shirts.com—and check out using the promo code ThePostSensi, all one word, word, all caps—you will get 10% off your order. And you let them know that we sent you. Like they have MLS and MLSPA licensed FCC gear available online and at their two retail locations in Hyde Park and Fort Mitchell if they don't have your size on the shelf, they can print you one on the spot. That is a fantastic feature and something that I have used as well. So again, special thank you to Cincy Shirts. Head on over to their website or check the link down below in the description for the promo code, The Post Scentsy, for 10% off your next order. And a huge thank you to Cincy Shirts. All right, we are back at it, part two. Did a little scoreboard watching. Chief, I know you want to start here, so let's go here. The U.S. Open Cup wrapped up as we were recording here. Your Houston Dynamo are the champions of the U.S. Open Cup in a game hosted in Miami, a team that famously beat us in penalties to get there chief what could you possibly have to be aggrieved about
1: i had moved on i really had (laughs) i had moved on and i had moved on and what had helped me move on was this idea of miami got their airdrop of questionable financial resources in order to completely remake their team and I just had to own that because sometimes you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. And that was Cincinnati and the rest of the league this year when it came to Open Cup. We were all just in the wrong place at the wrong time that this Miami team that was awful had managed to advance to a point in the Open Cup where if you infused them with a lot of talent, they would have a shot to win Open Cup. And that's what happened. Except it turns out that talent only showed up for one goddamn game, and it was the one they beat us in. (laughs) And I was completely cool with this until the word came out that he who must not be named didn't even dress for this game tonight. And it just sort of like, well, what was the goddamn point of him playing in the first place to get them to this point? Like, this just (laughs) seems now so profoundly unfair and just directly targeted at us to fuck our (laughs) open cup run up like it would be one thing if houston went out and beat him capital him he is him and his team but they didn't do that they just beat the same old miami team that we thought they we were gonna play and yeah yeah, I got a problem with that. And it's like reopened up. It's ripped the scab off a wound I thought had healed at this point. And I have a big ass grievance to air with that, that I feel like this is a, a clown win for Houston. This is an asterisk open cup. This should have been ours. And I'm, I'm going to be mad about this for at least another 20 to 30 minutes.
2: I'm not, I'm, I'm not mad at Houston. I'm envious of Houston for sure. Yeah. Um not Houston's fault. Houston, yeah. you know, just did They're, what they, they had to do. Right. They're not I scumbags been happy or anything. To play Miami without I hope somebody has that book open because I'm gonna say it. I would have been fucking happy to play Houston without Messi. <laughs> oh! <laughs> um or to play Miami without them. Um, and oh, I thought for a second there we were going to get the two
1: in the same spot. No. <laughs> I,
2: I thought we were this.
1: I thought the Nashville was about to sell a fucking ticket right here.
4: Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, so send the book page over. I'll read it
3: later. All right. Um, <laughs> I uh, uh, I'm,
2: I can't I can't help but feel targeted, honestly, by this whole thing. Yeah, because like it's it 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 fucked specifically up our cup run. Yep. And, you know, the team's going to play probably a lot of games without their best player in, in the regular season, but I think they're still going to qualify for the playoffs. And the, yeah. I, I, I actually do, I, I predict that they'll still qualify for the playoffs without their best player um, because they have so many games in hand. And then um, I guarantee that someone shows up.
0: Oh, right. For the first for round the of the playoffs. Sure, why not?
2: <sighs> and it's just it's just so frustrating because it's yeah. hard to feel like it's not specifically calculated to keep a team that MLS does not
3: particularly want to be a top team from its rightful place. Right. You know. Right. At least this year. Like... You
2: you can you can show us five to one or three zero all all you
3: want, but FC Cincinnati is I think like got the best eleven in MLS. Yep,
2: and has been the best team in MLS consistently all year. Yeah, Um, it's just you know the Nashville game
3: was the Nashville game. You know it just didn't didn't come together for whatever reason, that happens. Right. Um, But you're just like, okay, well, we're going to play
2: Barcelona from 2022 (laughs) uh, in the Open Cup semifinal and then in the first round of the playoffs, but nobody else has to play that team. That's like pretty fucked up.
1: Right, right. <laughs> they cranked the difficulty up on the like you know Heisman mode for one week.
0: Right, right. Oh God, yeah. Now I, I think the Sensi fans should absolutely feel aggrieved about this one, and it is really the only sour mark on an insane season but it's it's sour in just the right spot in just the right way that yeah like you can see this really properly derailing enough of you know the good vibes of this season to to matter more later on and I want, it just it, sucks
2: i do want the open cup because of its history with our team
0: yeah yeah absolutely
2: i, I the funny thing
1: is is it's you won't know how to put this into perspective for a while like mm-hmm. this team wins supporter shield hopefully this weekend if not you know whenever um and if they win mls cup it's an interesting footnote that they were prevented from getting the treble by the fact that old you know lm shows up for one round of the open cup right. wins uh the game for his team almost single-handedly and then disappears, never to be seen from again as his team gets stomped out in the championship. Like that's
3: would been would
2: have been an unprecedented historical fluke away from the first American domestic treble, right? Yeah. Ugh. and you know that's if we if we win MLS Cup, which, yeah, 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 right. Which I do- I feel you know decent about. Like I feel like we should be confident yeah. going into the MLS Cup playoffs.
0: Absolutely, but. Especially in MLS, if somebody offers you FCC or the field, I, you probably take the field every time. Yeah, so, not in a single. Would, in turn would, every yeah. year,
2: I would take the field versus any individual right. team.
0: Exactly, exactly. Well, I'll That's bet, not, I'll no, bet I'll knock on us. Then. us. Like there was bet. there was one hey. year where like the <laughs>
2: I think you know seemingly unstoppable Atlanta, um, oh yeah, lost to Columbus, and then LAFC the first time they won the Supporter
0: Shield they didn't. Even, I don't. I don't think uh, they made MLS Cup. They were knocked out of the first round by Galaxy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, so <laughs> do, you know.
1: do you agree with me that this is an asterisk on this Open Cup win for Houston?
2: Uh, I no. would like it to be an asterisk on the Open Cup win if Miami had won.
3: I just have, <laughs> with, a, really, I just have yeah. a really hard time holding it against Houston. Because all mm-hmm. Houston did... Because Houston made the final, honestly. Sure. Yeah. But they didn't have to like, p- they
1: didn't have to play the team that that we they- had to play in the we had to play. in
0: yeah. fairness. Literally nobody else did either. Yeah. Legion also do not have to. I was just about to say don't hold it against the Riverhounds either. Right. I, I genuinely believe this. And
1: I, I want this, I want can you guys just lay out for a second? Because I really want this. Oh, I want this to be something that people can clip later. And play, because this is important and needs to be said.
0: I'm excited.
1: FC Cincinnati can still win the Open Cup if Mike Pence has the courage to do what's right. (laughs)
0: Look, I know some engravers. If our name ends up on the trophy, that's basically a win, right? Yeah. I think.
1: You know, (sighs) the, the real hard part, too, is you can chug a beer out of the Open Cup. (laughs)
0: i know uh, does the top open yeah it has like a topper yeah
1: i think it opens i think we confirmed that okay okay we look for pictures on google image search just to see if we could find someone (laughs) drinking out of it and we found someone drinking out of it i think
0: most drinkable trophies i do think
2: that something that could unite st louis and fc Cincinnati fans is being convinced that something that was clearly won outright was nevertheless stolen (laughs) Um, there's just something about them that i do
0: believe they may share that in common yeah yeah at least their representation um the good news is outside of the open cup well you know i i it was it's sad to be reminded of that. I will say, if you had asked me who I was pulling for, I was very happy the orange team won tonight in the open cup. But yeah. I'll say elsewhere in the league, the scoreboard washing has been very lovely. Uh also this evening, uh the Philadelphia Union drew FC Dallas one to one. Is that how that final ended up? I believe so. Or did it end up two two? They, they,
1: they almost lost that game outright if I were if I were. Oh. On a goal, it was overturned.
0: Yep, yep. Would have been nice. Uh, But with that draw, I mean, how much this matters in a couple of days, we'll see. But Philadelphia can now no longer surpass us on total points. The most they could do is tie us. If they did tie us on points, they would also tie us on the first tiebreaker, which is wins. But in order for that whole thing to happen, they would then pass us on goal differentials. So, and again, something has gone there.
1: horrendously wrong. Right. If right. If any of that comes to pass.
0: And that horrendous thing happens, but we still only lose all of the games one to nothing is how I'm looking at it. So, yeah. Right. Uh, which, I mean, way to go, MLS next pro team, because you were hot garbage in that league. But if you guys step up to the plate and lose every game one to nothing, that's very impressive. But yeah, if so um, if we the next point we get
2: or the
3: next point Philly drops. They're out. That that eliminates so them only. um Orlando
0: and New England in the league can pass us on points. Correct. Which is insane to think about. And uh, it would take... Four games left. Yeah, Perfect. four they, games left. It would left. take
1: them, these teams winning every single game, not dropping us, a single point. Right. And us losing every single game, not picking up a point.
0: Yeah. And Grayson, correct me if I'm wrong, we need two points... In order to securely be ahead of everybody's potential no, point totals. We need three. No. We need New three. New England Two can would still tie. get to 64. Okay. That's it. Okay. But so Orlando we need three can only points. get to 63. Uh, that three points, though, can cut both ways, right? So this yeah. weekend, if New England, Orlando, and Philly all lose or drop points. And we tie. And we tie. That's the shield. There it is. Well, Phil,
2: yeah, Philly, Philly's, who cares? Right, if right, New right. England and Orlando both drop any amount of points, and if we at least do not tie, win. Yeah.
3: that's the shield. Boom, there shield. There it is. So...
0: Feeling pretty good about this one. <laughs> I don't, is there anything else? I know we have a part two here for scoreboard watching, but there is suddenly so few scoreboards to watch here. Is there anything else we want to be keeping tabs on? I'm, oh, I'm, by the way, sorry, a further peek behind the curtain. We are recording this in what I would think is very late at night. The Campeones Cup has yep. yet to kick off no, tonight. No, it's, it's kicked off. They're, oh, five, did they're, five kick off? Half,
2: they're five and a half minutes in
0: <laughs> okay 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 i thought they kicked off at eleven thirty. uh chief did you know that they were still playing the Campiones cup I, and on the spot could you tell me who's in it
1: <laughs> cruz azul <laughs> no no
0: i don't know it's only t- and t- g- t- yeah
1: i sure <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Go Campeones. The only thing that we have to start watching, I think, as our scoreboard watching pivots, is that my understanding of the new uh, Tricky Don MLS playoffs extravaganza is that we will, as the number one seed, play the winner of a play-in game of some sort between the eight seed and the nine seed. Yes. So starting to track that, uh, currently the eight, nine spot is uh, 37 points is where that sits and you can go eight to 14 because Toronto is just there been been, eliminated been there we'll just say that much for it um 14 14th place is at inner Miami at 32 points but with two games in hand over some teams one game in hand over others um so they're at 32 points they're only five points off the pace there and could make that up with games in hand. So it is incredibly tightly bunched eight Montreal, nine NYCFC, 10 DC United, Red Bulls, 11 Chicago, inexplicably 12, Charlotte, 13, Inter Miami, 14. So watch this space down at the bottom. It's incredibly tightly bunched down there. And mm-hmm. our opponent in that first round of the playoffs, which I think is a best two of three format, two at home. One on the road, if I remember correctly?
0: It is one at home, one on the road. And if it's still tied after those two games, the final tiebreaker game is back at the higher seeds home.
1: Okay. So just watch that space down there and we can start to pay attention. And we'll talk about some of these games this weekend as we get results. But that's where our opposition is going to be. And for most of those teams, other than. Inter miami you kind of like those matchups that's a lot of teams that we have a recent track record of doing pretty well against other than montreal but again you're gonna get two of those games at home so
0: yeah uh keep an eye on it too uh new england and atlanta and columbus are all on 49 points pretty much untouchable there nashville's on 44 points And if Montreal or New York City FC were to string together a couple of victories here down the stretch, not impossible to see Nashville stumble and fumble their way into the play-in game.
1: It should be noted, though, Nashville does have two games in hand over New York City and D.C. Oh, that's a good point. And a game in hand over Montreal. So that lead, they're trending the wrong way, but that lead could become pretty insurmountable with one win from Nashville's point of view.
0: Good call. Good call. Uh, Also, somebody reached out about this. We'll just say it right now. If you've made it this far into the podcast, hey, good job. Uh, Game in hand is uh, the shorthand for saying they have played a fewer game, uh, one less game or two less games if they have two games in hand than the other team's around them or in total so right now uh the most games played in the Eastern Conference is 31 games Atlanta has done that New York City DC United have done that everybody else has played 30 or 29 games so you would refer to those teams as having games in or those teams as having games in hand and it makes it kind of hard to judge the full you know shake out of where the table is going to end up kind of like the what I just did with Nashville there Nashville's on 44 points up but they got two games in hand on the two teams chasing them unlikely they lose both but not impossible but you have to keep it in mind when you're looking at the table there so basic stuff for a lot of people but hey if you're new to this that's going to be useful for
1: you reminds you of the old uh you know half game in baseball which you know it turns out the reds probably should have paid a little more attention to (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're two and a half games back in baseball, that that makes sense for a lot of sports fans. But yeah, the game in hand is is how soccer manages that. Uh, cool. Is there anything else we need on scoreboard watching before we pretend to care about this Toronto team?
1: Uh, Grace and I sent your uh, your punishment in the chat. Would you like to do that now, or would you like to wait till the next segment? Ooh.
0: Uh, I'll do it at the beginning of segment three. All right. Segment three. We'll start off with a random page from Becky Zimmerman's book. All right, let's head on over there. All right, we are back. And before we preview the Toronto FC versus FC Cincinnati match, well, Grayson, it's time to pay the Pied Piper here the punishment that you willfully walked right into. So I don't know how much this is a punishment. So Chief sent you your your page from Becky Zimmerman's bestseller. I, I don't know if anybody else is not aware of this. Walker Zimmerman's mother wrote a book about kind of sort of Walker Zimmerman's life. We found this very amusing. And as a punishment for speaking, he who must not be named. We have to read a page out of his book. So Grayson... Have at it. All right. So uh,
2: once again, uh, this is a page of a book. We're starting at the beginning of the page to the end of the page. So we're, <laughs> we are in media res here. Okay. <laughs> so the first sentence I'm going to say, so you know it's the first sentence.
3: No, M dash, then you know. All right. So now I'm going to continue with the first full okay. sentence. So, yeah,
2: Marco went on. Before the lightning, I thought soccer was the only answer. It's all I had. It brought me joy, fun, friends, and the thrill of competition. But I had asked too much of soccer, you know? Good old soccer was trying to make me happy, but I made a a religion out of it, I think. I even wore the Soccer is Life shirt. But when it comes down to it, soccer can't deliver all we need. I know now it's not complete happiness, just like I discovered drugs and sex weren't either. I don't know what all this means for my life, but I know I gotta help her now. I'm not alone.
3: Two weeks ago, I was in despair. Now I have hope. Not just to escape death, but to live life. We listened. Clint was silent head down as he
2: drummed his glow stick steadily against the palm of his hand. Tyler burst onto the scene. Walker, there's a ball in the woods back by the shed. Tyler mashed the mood like my brother smashes my little Debbie snack cake when I'm not looking.
3: Marco, Tyler said. When are you coming back to practice? Hopefully next week, he grinned. So what were you doing in the
2: woods by the shed? Clint glanced at me. Even though it was dark, I could imagine Tyler's face changing shades in the moonlight. Hunting balls. What do you think? Actually, Tyler, I think you started out hunting someone and ended up hunting balls, Clint said. <laughs> Our conversation... Is that-
0: oh, sorry, continue.
2: <laughs> Our conversation moved back outward to lighter things, like getting free burgers and what we had to do to win the next few games to stay on top. And then there's a heading, it says, replay the day. As I lie in bed and reach for my Bible in the nightstand, I notice for the first time in a year, a photo of my friends and me sitting on a log at camp. End of scene.
1: Hunting balls. What do you think?
0: Wow. <laughs> Hunting balls. I thought that's where the page was ending, and I was gonna die. That was such a good end. That's the most walk-off ending ever. <laughs> he thought oh, he found drugs.
1: Man. He thought he found sex. He thought soccer was life, but it turns out it was the old man JC that he was really looking for all along. He even else.
0: wore the t-shirt. He even, he even wore the t shirt. Football is life. We, I think FCC sells that t-shirt in the team store. <laughs>
1: well, well, don't tell Becky Zimmerman that because that's not how any of this works.
0: Oh, gosh. Well, Grayson, thank you so much for uh, for your punishment. I'm glad we're now all on equal footing and ooh, the stakes are a little higher for the second screw up. So I don't know how we got out of the second segment, actually, without anybody screwing that up. So well done to all of us there. Uh, we're on to Toronto, 730 on Saturday. Did you need the time? Um Toronto's real bad. Uh, It's kind of incredible to think that this was a Bob Bradley team to start the season. They had Bernadeschi, they had Insigne. They really thought they were going to do to this league what it looked like Miami was going to do to this league. Uh, It does appear that they screwed up literally every single signing for this club. I can't think of a single one that was like, a big success. Remember when we were really mad we missed out on Matt Hedges? Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Now he's just like, now he's not playing in Austin. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um yeah, they uh minus 24 on the gold differential. Mm. They uh they won lost, four games. Just lost yeah. like
2: 3-0 to NYCFC.
0: It's not pretty there. Uh, They have Sean Johnson, right? Is he still Uh, the goalkeeper? That's a good question. So I'm going to go
2: down the player availability report for the last game. It's not not available for the next game yet. But here's what was missing in the last game. Um, Adama Adama Diamande, Christian Gutierrez, Sean Johnson, Cassius Malula, Greg Ranjit Singh, backup goalie, Brandon Cervania and then also Insania didn't play last game. Wow. Um I did look up I couldn't find it doesn't seem like Toronto has like media that tweets the training every day like we mm. do. Yeah. So it was I was trying to find like training updates for them and I couldn't but um I wouldn't expect Sean Johnson back. He had surgery in like mid-late August. Oh and, boy. Um it was hand surgery and they were saying like a four to six week timetable. And Why come back, he had buddy? only just gotten back to Toronto like last week, but still okay. was still was recovering. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: No, no reason to risk it, Sean. Sit this one out again. Yeah, I, I And, you
2: know, Insinia, who was only questionable last game, but didn't dress. I don't see any reason for him to play either. Yeah. The, uh, they were
0: the first team eliminated or the second team? First team in the East eliminated from the playoffs. First team in the East, um, I think they would have been first if the uh, New York City game hadn't been delayed due to a water main break. <laughs> 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 because the uh, the, fir- the technical first team was the Colorado Rapids, but I think if kickoff times had stuck to what they were originally scheduled and the games went the same way, they would have been eliminated about an hour earlier. Um Yeah, this this team's real bad. And as far as I can tell, everything would suggest passports are in order. Vaccinations don't matter. Everybody is healthy.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow, Kevin. I'm just saying last year, this
0: was a major, major talking point for this team. But I think this will be the first game. Brenner or Bupenza era of this season that we will have the 100% first choice starting 11 available and hopefully and ideally starting in this game. Grayson, am I missing something? No. Okay. However, good.
2: <laughs> not to derail this, but I did remember yes. a grievance I wanted to bring up in, in round two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: yeah. Um, during during the um, early days of the Stam Out movement, mm-hmm. I remember. Oh yes, a oh yes. Certain, I remember a certain podcast. I'm not going to say them by name. Knifey Lion Radio. Nope.
1: <laughs> Old um, man alters.
2: But you may say they talk about soccer in Cincinnati. <laughs> um, being very indignant in early 2021 about any suggestion that Stan be fired. And one of the folks on that podcast said, who would you hire? Ben Olson. (laughs) U S open cup
1: winning Ben Olson. Right.
2: I had actually, (laughs) I had actually, I think tweeted like a list of people who I thought would be better than Yapstam. And one of them was to who wasn't the LAFC coach yet. But one of the people on my list was Ben Olson. And I just want to point out, Ben Olsen uh, just won Open Cup and has Houston in a uh, home playoff position. Now, would I rather have Pat Noonan? Yes. But if you're giving me the choice between Yap Stom and Ben <laughs> Olsen, I know what I would choose.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, if the choice was between Yapstam Stom and everyone who has coached Toronto this year, i would still pick them because they have 22 points after 30 games played we finished 2021 with 20 points after a full season of 34 so they are still doing better than where we were at the lowest point in our uh in our fandom of fc cincinnati i think
0: however they have nothing to play for nothing yeah they've been eliminated um if, if it, only
1: we had Pro Rel. If only I'm
0: pretty. I'm pretty sure it's just an interim manager. That there's no attempts to uh, to sort of build towards the future. Um, it's
1: a gut job on that team. They went with the full yeah. Italian movement, and they're they're in. They are arguably in as bad of a situation from a roster point of view as FC Cincinnati was for different reasons, but they are going to have to shed a lot of high-priced players for whoever, or they're going to have to hire someone who is a legit turnaround specialist in MLS that can make the best of the turd sandwich that they've got the ingredients for.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, to, to, to relate back to a thing I've already mentioned, um, Toronto is still viewed as, like, a marquee team in MLS. Yeah. But they went like 10, they went like eight seasons to start their existence without making the playoffs. Yeah. And they went like 10, 11 years before they won
3: their first uh, MLS trophy. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, they won the double, you know, great for them. And they were good for a couple of years. But they've been bad, like really, yeah. really bad the last few years. Um, when did we get to have the conversation about like, I guess, I don't know. Like,
2: when do we become like a marquee <laughs> job? <laughs> and we get to have a conversation about like Toronto as being like, yeah, by and large, a shitty franchise in MLS that yeah. had a couple of good years.
0: Or yeah, I I don't know when that happens, but you'd like to think that this year we, we start putting a lot of a lot of chips on our side of the scale with that one. I mean, you have, also, you have Lucho
2: like Lucho, you know, yeah on a long term deal now. you have by, by the end of that deal? Is Lucho's legacy in
3: MLS above giovinco's
0: assuming even Maybe, if yeah. lucho falls off 5% every year for the remainder of his deal he ends up as one of the greatest mls players of all time like like i think that's a very i think that's the conversation he's in at it's, the end of his career, unless he falls that, off, hard. it's unfair to
2: put that pressure on Lucho, right? Like right, I don't think right. he I don't think he needs to be a, you know, one of the greatest players in MLS history to have been right. a great player for FC Cincinnati, right? Absolutely. However, you look at the last two years that he's had, and you look at the players that we have under contract for the next few years, and then you hope you hope that we keep Albright and Newman. <laughs> through Lucho's contract at the very least. Yep. Lucho does have the potential of getting on the, the pantheon yeah of great players in Major League Soccer. And then you throw in the potential that he like plays for the US men's national team in like Copa America. <laughs> right. Like, right. Like, this is a guy this is a guy who like in twenty at the beginning of twenty one, Sam
3: School responded to me on Twitter that he thought Lucho was not a DP. Yeah. That, <laughs> okay. that, was what, that was what people thought about Lucho when we
2: signed him as a DP. And you look yeah. at where he is now, and what seems more likely? That he's going to stay at least in perception
3: where he is now, or he's going to go back to where he was in early 2021? Right. Mm. At a minimum,
0: having Miazga, Bupenza, and Wobodo on the spine of this team and Roman Celentano for that matter. The the center of this team is just fine. It'll it'll be fine until 2026, 2027. Everything else, that that's where Albright and Noonan will will make their money is, is making the rest of it hum. But yeah, I, I do think it's an interesting day, you know uh, view for this game, looking at Toronto and Cincinnati, because Toronto, yeah, it was like very famously, I forget the, the full context, but like Toronto was declared the worst soccer team in the world somewhere around 2006. It was just like a horrific team. They made a big deal to splash some cash to sign Jermaine Defoe, who spent, a season and a half here it went terrible he went back to England it was like a very productive player for the remainder of his career um, and yeah outside of the time when Tim Bezpachenko who is now the GM at uh, Columbus was in Toronto they've been irrelevant and a large part of that time since uh, you know well hired Bezpachenko and then since he left he's been in charge of that is Bill Manning who's been their president and this is the guy that literally uses Transfer Market and FIFA to find players to sign to bring into their club, and that's literally what he did. You can go find the interview he went on transfer market he found uh he liked that the Italian national team won the euros and he just sorted by time or years left on contracts found two players on that team and just offered them all the money to come over That was it that's how they built this team. there's no foresight there was no thought. There was no consideration that Bernadeschi and Singhay had history not getting along on club teams before that they had locker room issues. It's just so, so weird. Just such a sad thing. I don't know. For me, it's just another feather in the cap of uh, kick the Canadian teams out of the league. Yeah, it's we'll, we'll lose we'll lose a decent away day to Montreal, but we can make up for that. It, give those teams to to USL franchises that have earned it. And it let's it's, let's it's move always, on. It's,
1: and the only funny part of the Toronto story because I do feel bad for any fan base going through this. But like, can you imagine the howling or the stories and the think pieces that would have been written if it would come out that Jeff Birding was going on to transfer market and signing players? There Thank is you. such there is such <laughs> a goddamn double standard of. I understand that we were bad, but they danced on our fucking grave. And there is not half of the indignation over he went on a fucking website and Googled who are the players I should be signing. That's one step up from asking your MLS FIFA player, your EE MLS player. Hey, um, do these players have good green lines between them on the ultimate team (laughs) or is this a problem I need to worry about? Just I am all I'm asking for is I am asking for intellectual honesty and that if you're going to get fucking lambasted for something, I want everyone to be lambasted for the same thing. Just just be consistent with how you treat people.
0: Yeah, it's just. Well, how does
2: like Chicago's owner still get fawning profiles (laughs) in the athletic uh, versus, you know, our boy,
0: our best friend? Mm The guy dear friend we, of the pod, <laughs> the guy who we love the most. It, it just, I, I mean, look, it, those teams obviously weren't good. I'm not going to sit here and say that they were good or, or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's the fact that the Cincinnati was treated as just like the worst thing that ever happened to like MLS in a front,
1: in a front to soccer in America. And I'm sorry, were they bad? Yeah, sure. were they bad for a couple of years? Yeah, but there's a lot of teams that are bad for multiple years in this league, and you don't nearly get as many, you know, just knives out bullshit. Right.
2: Right. Did they deserve hey, be treated like they were like some just <laughs> world historic abomination? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then and then the react and then you know given that treatment, and I know we already. Treaded this ground in the first segment, but like given that, that, that the way this team was treated as just like an absolute affront that they were taking up space in this league for a couple of years to the underwhelming reception of them walking away with, I'll say it, the <laughs> supporter shield this year.
0: Right. It's, be, I think, mean, look,
1: think how mad you'll be when the person who turns Toronto around. And takes them to the seventh seed or the sixth seed when they win coach of the year next year for the great job they did taking Toronto out of the basement.
0: You know it'll happen, too. Yeah, and I mean, look, you want to be the cynical, you know, sports reporter or defend the league and look out for the league. You can survive Cincinnati being bad. As a league, you can survive Kansas City being bad as a league. You can survive Nashville being bad as a league. You know, you can't survive if Dallas is irrelevant, when Houston is irrelevant, when Chicago is irrelevant, when both New York teams are irrelevant. You want knives out for some people? These are the folks that are dragging your league down. Right. So, like, honestly, like
2: the the people running Toronto and Chicago should be getting more shit. Yes. Than birding. Because you're like, they, look what they're doing in Cincinnati. Right. How what, are you not able to do, do this?
0: <laughs> right. Either give us stars or give us a good team. And Chicago can't give us stars or a good team. And Toronto really somehow screwed up the star thing and then also managed to not get a well, good Sha- team. Shakiri and Insignia. Right. Are,
2: as of the latest MLSPA salary drop, the highest right. played, the highest paid players in the league.
0: Yeah, and what are they getting for that? What would, would a USL team take Shakiri right now? Uh, not I mean, if they want to
2: win. Honestly, I would take Shakiri, <laughs> not a DP deal. Uh, yeah, but the MLS wants, next pro team could use it. But him. if he wants a uh, Cuba salary, I bet I bet to yeah. figure out what to do with them to make this happen. With,
0: with with the same contract, with the never ending contract.
2: Yes. Yeah, the Kubo never ending deal. We have, have Shakiri in perpetuity for like $1.2 million a year. You know, if it somehow
0: included I bet, like the writer for refusal. I bet Lucio right could figure out something to do with Shakiri. That's a good point. I actually trust Noonan to get to get a tune out of him, as I said. Lucio
1: Shakiri and Bupenza on a reality show where they have to like somehow learn to build a boat and sail it or something.
0: We don't have anybody on it now that Medunjanin is gone. Do we have anybody with problematic <laughs> Eastern European connections or ties? Not not that he had problematic. I just Shakiri's tied up with like Kosovo independence stuff, and I don't, I don't know how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait,
2: what's 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 Medinan tied to?
0: Oh, I don't know. I just, I don't know exactly who hates who over there. His wife
2: is Israeli, but I know he was. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about. I don't want to. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm saying we have he a
1: strict was... no wags policy on this podcast anyway. So,
4: <laughs> born than, in Yugoslavia, nice things
2: about uh, yeah, Santiarius's wife being very right. famous,
1: right? And yes. being a business leader and a girl boss in her own right. Um,
0: no, I'm just saying he was born in Yugoslavia. I don't know exactly who hates who over there. I was just I feel the like answer is it's always yeah. everyone right right. right. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway get let's get to predicting
1: yeah. <laughs> let's go have a beer we'll talk it out it's, it's been you, like
0: 10 years it's all the same
1: <laughs> 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 yeah we'll just draw a line here you can have your own country we'll draw a line over say. here you can have your own country you guys, this has never fucked anything up
2: no so if you take if you take a bus up the coast of Croatia, mm-hmm. you have to do a passport check through like an area controlled by Bosnia and Herzegovina. They just have like a carve out
4: on right. the coast
2: that where there's just like a gas station. There's like a gas station in the gift shop. It's a historic gas station You have to do a passport check like getting in And then the passport check like getting out It's very weird
1: So when you pull into the gas station there's a checkpoint When you pull out <laughs> the exit
2: <laughs> yeah, ba- Basically yeah
1: <laughs> This is the part of the podcast Where we forget we're recording a podcast And we're just talking with one another And just bullshit. <laughs>
0: There is that. <laughs> Congratulations. Christ, we're, on, we're on two hours. Chief, Jesus give me Christ. your predictions. Give me your predictions for the Toronto game.
1: Uh, five to nothing.
0: Oh, my God. Like I
1: clowning. Clowning that wins the Shield.
0: I love it. Uh, Grayson, top that. Fuck it. Six nothing.
2: <laughs> One dollar, Bob. One dollar.
0: Uh, God, two nothing Toronto. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, I'll go three nothing. I won't be as as dramatic as as my co-hosts here. And if you if you've Um,
1: listened this long in the podcast, uh, a little birdie has told me that, and not B E R D I E. This is actually this is intel (laughs) uh, has informed me that the team is expected to arrive in around one a.m. at CVG. Stay tuned for details on uh, Saturday night. So
2: Ooh. at the private jet area, I guess.
1: Yeah. So stay tuned. If, as soon as we're allowed to release information officially, we'll put it in the pro into the, uh, the post discord and other discords as well. Um,
2: yep. So if you've been in the discord, uh, strictly for the purposes of, uh, sharing what you see there
0: in other, uh, podcast chats, um, stay tuned. You'll- you'll have some good info. You'll have some to take back to the- to the nest. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, so much for a short one. Uh, Chief, get us out of here.
1: Fuck the scumbags, and fuck Columbus. (laughs)
4: thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cincy Postcast, which is a production of the Post Cincy. You can check us out at thepostcincy.com for all of our written content, as well as links to our social media. You can follow us on Twitter and as well, you can join us on our Discord server. You can find links to that server, both in this episode description, as well as on our website. That is where most of our conversations are going on. We have a lovely community There, talking about FC Cincinnati, MLS, anything and everything else, and everything in between. We also want to give a huge thanks to Jim Trace and the Makers for providing all of the music you've heard throughout this episode. They're an amazing local Cincinnati band. Again, more information about them is in the description of this episode. And if you enjoyed what you listened to and you've made it to the end, so I'm going to assume you liked it or you just can't reach your stop button, please like us review us subscribe to us wherever you are getting your podcasts. that is going to be really really helpful but more importantly share this with a friend a personal recommendation helps spread a podcast so much further so please share this if you know somebody in your life who's an fc cincinnati fan an mls fan somebody that you think would enjoy this pass it on over Thank you so, so much again for listening. It blows me away that people continue to listen to us. And thank you so, so much again.